Welcome to Medicare Connect Radio, sponsored by Millennium Physician Group. I'm Michelle McCormick. Every week, we're talking about healthcare issues that are important to you, whether you're 65 or older, approaching 65, or maybe you're just making healthcare decisions for a loved one in their golden years. We're inviting providers and experts to share insights to help you take control of your healthcare decisions. Well, keeping our homes safe is a top priority for most folks. However, as we age, safety can take on different meanings. In addition to outdoor cameras and lights for protection from outside threats, what about the threats to ourselves inside the house? In this episode, we're talking with a home modification expert about how to make our homes safer without breaking the bank. But first... Founded in Port Charlotte, Florida in 2008 and now headquartered in Fort Myers, Millennium Physician Group has quickly become the leading independent physician group with more than 800 healthcare providers across the Southeast. Nationally recognized as a leader in value-based care with consistently high levels of physician engagement, Millennium aims to create a genuinely connected healthcare experience for patients by providing a comprehensive and coordinated approach to healthcare. We also want to be your connection to a healthier life. Learn more and you can schedule your next primary care visit online at Millennium physician.com. Well, according to AARP.org, more than 75% of U.S. adults over 50 want to stay in their homes for as long as possible, but less than 10% of our homes in the U.S. are aging ready. We're going to talk about that today with our guest, Chris Wilson. He is an occupational therapist and the owner of Modified Independence Evaluations. Hi, Chris. Good morning. How are you today? Good. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. We have a lot to talk about. We do. And and those stats we'll get back to. Yes. But first, tell us about you and your journey to become part of this space that's really necessary. Um, Well, my journey actually started uh, back when I was in the Navy. I was injured. Three days after I re-enlisted, Oof. I had uh, life plans to be on a submarine. I was a nuclear engineer on submarines, and uh, I had a lot of plans. And three days after I re-enlisted, uh, I got uh, badly injured. And uh, as a result, I ended up having to have a lot of therapy. And that led me to therapy school. And uh, one of our first outings after I got to the second year of my master's degree uh, one of the teachers took us out uh, to look at a home of a patient of his. And it was in that moment that I realized what I wanted to do as a therapist. Um, occupational therapy, I explain this to people all the time. Occupational therapy is uh, the occupation of living. We teach people how to take care of themselves again. If they lose an appendage, say they lose an arm, we teach them how to tie their shoes one-handed, how to dress themselves But what people don't realize, and a lot of my patients say is, I just want to walk better. But Mm. they neglect the idea that somebody is now responsible after they had a stroke for bathing them. And uh, as a therapist, I'm tasked by Medicare with making sure that they're safe. But we're really not provided the tools to keep them safe. Uh, And in the long run, what we end up with is a bunch of patients and clients in the homes that, that require a bunch of assistance. And most of that assistance is actually related to the physical act of moving their body. Mm. And it's not so much related to the fact that they can't put their socks on or, you know, stuff like that. You know, we live in Florida. It's pretty warm. <laughs> Most people don't have to worry about putting on socks. Right, right, right. Know? Yeah. So that so it led me naturally uh, in that direction. Um, I had an opportunity with the Florida Brain and Spinal Cord Injury Program, which is a grant program here in Florida that uh, provides money for modifications for people who suffer either of those injuries. And that's how I got my feet wet about four years ago. Uh, fast forward now, I provide uh, home consultations for uh, workers' compensation. And uh, 
my heart is is with my veterans. Uh, there's a lot of veterans here in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and as a fellow disabled veteran, uh, I need I need my my people, men and women, yeah, uh, to realize that there are benefits available to them, and all they have to do is contact the VA, especially if they were told something ridiculous like they made too much money, uh, they never got shot at. They were never stationed overseas. Wow. Um, the best one my father-in-law even uses is that when he got out of the Marine Corps, he signed a piece of paper that said he would never go to the VA. Oh. And this is not real. All right. This is not true. Oh, that's frightening. Uh, technically, if you made it one night in boot camp and you were sworn in, then you qualify for VA benefits. And I bet there's a lot of people who just don't know that. On a daily basis, yeah. I, meet, I meet patients in home care that just have never, you know, they've never looked into it and they don't realize that there are benefits to take care of them medically. There are benefits to take care of them physically. And most importantly, the thing that I'm related to is uh, are the grants mm-hmm. that the VA makes available for wheelchair accessibility, widening doors, uh, fixing up showers, anything, ramps. So you're able to assist with, with, with grants? Absolutely. Oh, that's so, so great. So uh, I have a lot of resources, people that can help with paperwork. Um, I highly recommend a, a home assessment with me uh, specifically mm-hmm. uh, because I do understand the VA system. Um, but also I can provide them with a comprehensive assessment so that they can take it to their doctor. Our doctor's appointments at the VA are, are very spare. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You know, you get in maybe every six months, depending on your health status. Mm-hmm. And you want to maximize that time with the doctor talking about your health situation. So if you can get an assessment done by a, a, a certified home safety consultant like myself, then you can take that with you to the doctor and all of that stuff is taken care of. Yeah. So Chris, let's go back. Let, let, no, let's talk about <laughs> yeah. becoming a home certified safety consultant. Certainly. Let's talk about what, what is that? Okay. Uh, so there are several different programs, uh, as an occupational therapist, it's a certification series that you can take. There is the, uh, what I am a certified environmental access consultant, Uh, Basically, that program and certification was put together so that therapists would be able to understand how to speak contractor language. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, if you're out in the community and you're looking for a home assessment, there's another certification called a CAP certification. And that is so that contractors can learn how to speak therapist language. Okay. Okay. All right. So most, most therapists do not need to be CAP certified because it would be a redundant certification. Uh, the third one is a CLIP, C-L-I-P-P, uh, Certified Living in Place something. I don't remember what the other, the other P is. Um, but that's, yeah. a, that's an, a little bit more advanced of, uh, of a certification. Uh, it's it, it kind of a go-between. It's, it's between the two. Um, but honestly, anybody with 15 years of experience in home health care, as I have, mm-hmm. is uh, – is going to know pretty well what what their patients need and be able to speak to that. Yeah, and you're doing more than just like grab bars in the bathroom. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because you go to any hotel room and and they're in the in the shower oh, because yeah. they have to be. Right. I'm guessing. For ADA. Right. Yep. Um, you know how are, are those trustworthy? I mean, can we trust that they're like in a stud in a wall or you know what are you looking for when you when you get that first call? So I like to explain to people that the ADA is the government's bare minimum of requirements for safety for people across the spectrum of disabilities. Okay. For instance, my stepdaughter is legally blind. Okay. So they put yellow paint on the curbs and do different things to make uh, community accessibility easier. 
All right. But anytime we trust the government and what their bare minimum requirements are, we're probably not doing a service to the, you know, to the specific need. Mm -hmm. In this case, uh, when I go into a home, I'm not looking at ADA. I'm looking at them DA. Okay. okay. All right. Them. Those are the people that I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah, because right? everybody's different. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the modifications should be tailored to that person. What if they've had a stroke on their left hand side? You know, ADA would dictate that they're supposed to have a grab bar and a shower chair and, you know, stuff like that. But if you can look at the situation like I do and say, okay, that grab bar shouldn't be oriented there. It should be in a different position. We need to move the shower head and the shower controls for the patient to be able to bathe themselves or the caregiver. That's well beyond the ADA requirements. Mm -hmm. And aren't we looking at, at that point, I mean, are we taking tile off walls and moving faucets and stuff? I mean, that can be pretty costly. It can be very expensive. And the tricky thing is, is there's not a lot of oversight at the VA specifically Uh, When it comes to these modifications, a lot of times the spouse or the veteran is given a check and told to find a contractor. Mm. And all of this information that I'm talking about as far as the grants is actually easily accessible on va.gov. Okay. Uh, There's a breakdown table of exactly how much each veteran gets based on their disability percentage. So if I can find it. Right. And Google can find it. Yeah. That means contractors can find it. And they know exactly how much money they're dealing with. Well, and then, I mean, you hear about scams all the time, especially for our older adult community mm-hmm. um, and people who just feel like they, they need to get it done. How do we help them not get scammed? Go the, through someone like yourself? Yeah, yeah. The, the easiest way to do it is, you know, if you need a tire guy, you're not going to go to the transmission store, right? Mm-hmm. So... Essentially, you know, if you if you're looking for remaining safe, aging in place and preventing falls, because that's the hallmark. Right. right. We want to prevent the falls before they definitely going to talk about that. Yeah. So, you know, what you what you want is you want to have somebody who knows what they're doing and look at your situation and be able to tailor an assessment to you. Or your family member, you know, if you're if you're in my age group, I have uh, two sets of parents that are both in their 70s. Mm-hmm. And this is statistically where we start worrying about life-changing events that include falls. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We are talking with Chris Wilson, an occupational therapist and owner of Modified Independence Evaluations. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation. We're going to talk about adults now wanting to stay at home. How do they age their house as they age as well, safely? And we're going to also to talk about the difference between a home safety consultant and home health. All right, let's talk about that when we come back to stick around. Medicare Connect Radio sponsored by Millennium Physician Group. We'll be right back. Welcome to Medicare Connect Radio, sponsored by Millennium Physician Group. I'm Michelle McCormick. Every week, we're talking about the healthcare issues that are important to you, whether you're 65 or older, approaching 65, or maybe you're just making healthcare decisions for a loved one in their golden years. We're inviting providers and experts to help share insights to help you take control of your healthcare decisions. Well, keeping our homes safe is a top priority for most folks. However, as we age, safety can take on many different meanings. In addition to outdoor cameras and lights for protection from outside threats, what about the threats to ourselves inside the house? In this episode, we are talking with Chris Wilson. He is an occupational therapist and owner of Modified Independence Evaluations. And Chris, in the first segment, we talked a lot about um, the, the, the why. You know, why would someone need to start making modifications? Have they had a stroke? Are they injured? You know, it goes beyond just, um, you were saying, you know, tying their shoes, right, right. in some places. Exactly. So as an occupational therapist, let's talk about people who need home health occupational therapy versus people who will need 
their homes modified. Certainly, certainly. So um, our healthcare system is predicated on the idea of reaction. Okay, we react whenever mm -hmm. somebody has a fall. The leading cause of death and injury, mortal injury for people over the age of 65 is a fall. Mm -hmm. So what happens is a patient has a fall, goes to the hospital, has surgery on whatever they broke, right? While they're in rehab, they don't realize that the entire family is trying to figure out, is mom going home? Mm -hmm. Is dad going to be able to make it through this? Will they be in a wheelchair? Will they be in a wheelchair? Or how are we going to get them into the house? Mm -hmm. Immediately, immediately, the day that they get admitted to rehab, the social worker is now trying to figure out a discharge plan. It never fails. There's always somebody in rehab who lives in an apartment building that's on the fourth floor that has no elevator. Ugh. And now the family has to figure out what they're going to do. And yeah. conveniently, they probably just signed a lease for another year. There's all of these issues, right? Yeah. And the idea is when I go in as an occupational therapist for home health care, I am in most cases an unwanted guest in the home. I am there because this person had something terrible happen to them. And now I have to figure out how to put Humpty Dumpty back together. Again. Right. And do you get a lot of resistance from the patient? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They didn't want me there in the first place. They didn't want to fall. Mm -hmm. They think I'm coming out to get them a job. I'm an occupational therapist. Oh, I don't need a job. And then I have to explain to them what occupational uh, therapy does. Yeah. Sure, right? sure, sure. And while I'm in there, I am bound by the rules that Medicare has set aside for home health care. So I'm supposed to go in and do a quickie assessment and make recommendations so that the patient can stay fall free and be independent in their home. But we're really not looking at what can we do in the long run to prevent those falls. We're mm -hmm. just looking at how did whatever happened to them affect them and what do we have to do to put a Band-Aid on this situation to get them moving on to the next level of care, which is usually outpatient there. So when you're in a home helping a patient, are you also like eyeballing oh, area rugs constantly. and yeah. pointy shelves and, you Absolutely. know, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking at all of those things. My wife even says that she has a hard time going out to dinner or out in public with me because <laughs> I watch you're the You're assessing people move. everything. Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, last Friday, I caught an old man who was walking into the gas station without his walker coming in to buy his billion dollar mega millions uh -huh. ticket. Yep. Yep. I saw him walking across the parking lot and I was like, oh, that's a train wreck just went oh, no. and he tripped over the piso mojado wet floor sign right on the middle of the floor he was too busy looking up at the cash register his destination and he wasn't paying attention to where his feet were and mm. thankfully i was there mm. i was in a good position yes. i was able to grab him um and he went and bought his lottery ticket and i hope he made it to his destination right and he and his wife the snowbirds <laughs> from michigan make it back to michigan <laughs> right oh goodness goodness <laughs> but as a but as a home safety consultant this is a completely different situation this is somebody who is either trying to prevent a future fall prevent their first fall or they've had a fall and they realize that they didn't quite get what they wanted from the home health therapist and they really want a front door back door and everything in, in between look at how they can prevent falls okay so where do you start i start at the front door yeah i start right at the front door the the first place they're going to interact with and a lot of places a lot of times they don't want a ramp at their front door because they they're afraid that it's going to make them a target so then mm. now we have to figure out how do we get over that four and a half inch step in the garage right right plus the extra inch and a half that's the threshold so that the door doesn't leak hot air in the summertime mm -hmm. it's quite a speed bump for somebody who's on a walker or definitely in a wheelchair you know so we start at the front door we make sure that they have uh emergency egress out the back door you know you gotta if you're only one way in and one way out and yeah. something happens so we're looking at how are they going to interact with the home is the home an obstacle 
A lot of times I refer to people's homes as an obstacle. Your home should not be an obstacle. Your home should reflect whatever you are. Right. And dated homes. I mean, if they've been oh, in the home yeah. for 20, 30 years, oh, yeah. in some cases, modifying that, yes. first you got to clean it up. Right. Yeah. So so we're looking or at move. the floor. Yeah. We're looking at the floor, the plastic runners that a lot mm-hmm. of my old ladies like to have on the floor because they think they're saving the carpet that's 40 years old. Right. You know, those get bound up in wheelchairs and walkers all the time. So we're looking, you know, at the floor. Can the walker or wheelchair fit around all of their stuff that they've accumulated over mm you know, 70 or 80 years of adulthood. Right. You know, um, are the, are the corners good? Uh, you know, a lot of times when somebody's in a wheelchair, they neglect to realize that that wheelchair is usually about 38 inches deep. Mm-hmm. And when they go to make the corner, that sharp corner, that was always a problem. They've always stubbed their toe on it for 40 years. Right. When they took, go to turn that corner, the foot rests of the wheelchair can't get through there. Now, what do we do? Okay. You know, uh, then we bathrooms. Go, yeah. I mean, well, actually, so believe it or not, uh, the number one leading place that people fall in the home is actually in the bedroom. Most people call me in for the bathroom, right? Cause okay. they're like, I got a shower and, or a tub and I can't get in there. Right. But they don't realize that actually the number one place that people fall is, is in the bedroom. Now, is it mostly at night, like yeah. waking oh, up yeah. in the middle of the night? Yeah. There's yeah. no lighting, exactly. you know, exactly. How- their bed is too tall for them, okay. which means that, you know, they're groggy. They're probably on some sort of blood pressure medication. Mm-hmm. Uh, they maybe uh, have some sort of pain medication on board. Uh, gabapentin related to diabetes uh, for neuropathy causes dizziness. Mm. So what happens is they spin around and get up in the middle of the night because they got to go pee that immediately causes a dizziness or or, uh, vertigo type reaction, right? right? If their bed's too tall, automatically now they're standing up as soon as their feet hit the floor and their feet aren't ready, Mm. right? And they end up sliding down the edge of the bed, sitting on their butt, and then they got to sit there and figure out how to get back up into bed. Oh, goodness. But the nice thing about it is God gave us all that padding back there. Yeah. Yeah. We have something to land on, right? right? Yeah. What you don't want. If we have the fortune of landing that way. Yeah. You just don't want, you don't want the face plant Mm -hmm. five feet from the bed and you definitely don't want the backwards fall. Yeah. Yeah. So how, oh, goodness, it just sounds so costly, right? Right. And and lengthy in, in, in adapting a home. Correct. How do you work with with clients with those two factors i mean time that it takes and cost right so uh you know honestly the 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 pool of resources that i've amassed through the years uh i know my contractors if they if they if the client calls them after they receive my comprehensive assessment uh the contractors are going to get right out there a lot of my contractors are fellow veterans Mm -hmm. um they work very closely with the va they understand the grant process and and they're not out there trying to to get you know, money, they're trying to do the right thing. So I would say that, yes, there is going to be a time investment and yes, there's going to be a money investment, but for somebody who has spent two weeks in the the hospital and rehab Mm -hmm. for somebody who's spent two weeks visiting their parents and missing work and stressing about what the next stage of life is going to be for their family, I would say to you that it is way more costly from an emotional standpoint, from a, from a financial standpoint for the family members of the person who has fallen. And it's much more costly on a time standpoint for the, for the, for the, the client, you know, spending all that extra time in rehab. Now, the nice thing about it is if the family calls on day one after they fall right. and says, Hey, come out and do an assessment, ahead of it. we can get ahead of the mm-hmm. game. That means everything's taken care of. The bane of my existence as a home health occupational therapist is showing up to a patient's home after they've been in rehab for two weeks. They've had surgery, and now I have to figure out how to keep them from falling 
while they're going to wait four and five days for something to be delivered by the DME provider. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times I'm going in saying, buy this on Amazon. It'll be here tomorrow by noon, you know? So we don't want to be waiting for that stuff. If it, the best way to manage that time is to get it taken care of while they're in rehab. Yeah. And, and so children, that when they come home, there's some comfort. Exactly. And the other thing that's cool about it is while they're in rehab, if the kids get me into the home, we make all the changes. Mom and dad can't complain about it. <laughs> right. It's already done. It's already there. You can't put the, you can't put the milk back in the I was about to say, cow, you can't right? go back, yeah, right? exactly. Well, our guest today is Chris Wilson, an occupational therapist and owner of Modified Independence Evaluations. And when we come back, we're going to continue continue our conversation. We're going to talk a little bit more about um, the statistics about aging in place, how we're going to keep our homes safe and keep ourselves safe in our older homes. We're going to continue that conversation. So stick around. Medicare Connect Radio sponsored by Millennium Physician Group. We'll be right back. Welcome to Medicare Connect Radio, sponsored by Millennium Physician Group. I'm Michelle McCormick. Every week, we're talking about the healthcare issues that are important to you. If you're 65 or older, approaching 65, or maybe you're just making healthcare decisions for a loved one who's in their golden years, we're inviting providers and experts to share insights to help you take control of your healthcare decisions. Keeping our home safe is a top priority for most folks. However, as we age, safety can take on different meanings. In addition to outdoor cameras and lights for protection from outside threats, what about the threats to ourselves inside the house? So we were just talking about falls and and corners being sharp and coming home from a disability or, you know, even a a hospital stay. In this episode, we are talking with Chris Wilson. He's an occupational therapist and owner of Modified Independence Evaluations. And Chris, thank you for for being here today and really diving into this tough topic for some oh, folks. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's tough to realize your mortality and it's tough to realize that you're getting older. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about how more people are aging in place mm-hmm. and maybe you haven't had a fall or maybe you haven't been in rehab you know, but you want to stay at home and you know, you're aging and how do we stay in our home safely? It's the, the first key is, is preventing those falls, you know, and there's, there's a myriad of things that that lead to falls, uh, going to the doctor and getting a new prescription and not understanding how that prescription interacts with another medication. Um, you know, there's a there's a funny saying we were talking about this morning that 67 percent of statistics are made up on the spot. And I don't know exactly what the statistics <laughs> right, right, are, right. but I know I know from experience that when you take somebody who has been walking on their own upright on two feet for their entire life, that is something called a motor plan. As soon as you make them bend over to any degree which a walker only has one inch increments on the, on the adjustments. If you get lucky, you might find one that has half inch adjustments, but still. Anything that changes that erect posture of that person by putting a cane or a walker in their hand, in the experience of myself and just about every therapist that I've ever worked with, it changes their gait. And if you change that motor plan, you're going to change the performance of the person. I think you actually have a really great point. My grandmother is 96. And she uses a walker just like everybody else in her, you know, cruise ship on land. I call it yep. her, her, you know, assisted living facility and it's walker heaven, mm-hmm. right? I always call it walker parking because yeah. at Disney World, it's stroller parking. Right. But at the ALF she lives in, it's walker, walker parking. parking. Yep. But I have absolutely noticed that she is 
definitely not as upright as she used yeah. to be. Her neck is a little sideways, mm-hmm. and she is, de- depends on that thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and 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 as a therapist, I call it walking the walker instead of you instead of the walker walking you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I want my patients upright. I almost think about my patients if they're on a cane. I want them like Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. I want them walking with the cane so that it's ready, <laughs> but not necessarily on the ground. Okay. Right. If somebody has really good balance, but they just had their first fall and they're a little bit, you know, worried about that fall, a lot of times I just want them to stand and hold their walker and maintain that posture. If I'm talking to veterans, they Mm. remember what it's like to stand at attention. Mm -hmm. When you stand at attention, anatomically, everything is lined up perfectly. And then your balance center in your brain actually knows exactly where you are. As soon as we change that by even a quarter inch or a half an inch or God forbid, an inch on a walker, now we change the orientation of the head in relation to the body. And at the same time, everybody's saying, hey, mom, don't fall. Hey, dad, Make sure you're looking out for that trip hazard. And what it does is it makes that person walk around going, don't fall or you're going to die. Mm. Don't fall or you're going to go to the nursing home. And that's all that, it, that's, that's all that, they hear. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Have you ever had a hangnail on your finger and all day you're like, don't touch anything because <laughs> that damn thing's going to hurt. It's right? going to stick yeah, yeah, to yeah. everything you touch. So, yeah. so that's just a hangnail. Imagine yeah. if they fell and actually broke a bone where it was sticking out of Ugh. the skin. They're going to be thinking about that. They're going to be thinking about that. And it changes the way that they do stuff. And anytime you change a motor plant, I don't know if you're a golfer, but anybody who's a golfer, if you try to mess with your swing, it's never going to work out. That's a motor plan. The same thing like walking. Hmm. Anything that you do over and over and over again, you have to keep doing it that same way. Otherwise, your brain gets confused. Well, so let's talk quickly about occupational therapy Mm -hmm. and physical therapy because to me i think of physical therapy as as helping with you know my my balance or my posture Mm -hmm. right if i i I had a hurt knee Mm -hmm. i went to physical therapy right it was fine i got my balance back because that's what i told her i really wanted to focus on i i do yoga i didn't want to lose balance and i wanted to get on a stand-up paddleboard so we worked on that but what's the difference between what you do help us tie our shoes mm-hmm. versus a physical therapist. So in, in most cases, physical therapy is responsible for building the, the patient's strength back up so that then they can get to the point of taking care of themselves and mobilizing themselves. Physical therapy is typically responsible for gait and transfers, meaning moving your body from one surface to another. Somebody who's in a wheelchair transferring to a shower chair, that's a transfer. Do you work in conjunction with physical therapists a lot? A lot of of times, you know, in in the home, we try to delegate responsibilities. That way we're not both working on the same thing, but we're we're both working towards the same uh, end result. Right. So physical therapy in the home is responsible for getting them safely onto that shower chair and showing them how to get themselves to the bathroom. Right. Occupational therapy. Once they're sitting on that shower chair, what are we going to do with it? Okay, gotcha. Now, sir, your services. Yes. How are they paid for? So uh, in in most cases, uh, what we're here talking about today is going to be a private pay consultation. Mm -hmm. Okay, meaning somebody realizes that they are a fall risk. They're related to somebody who's a fall risk. Uh, you know, they have already fallen or something like that. And they contact me organically through my Facebook, through my Instagram, through my website. Uh, and conveniently, I've been in the business for a very long time. So I know, I know a lot of social workers. I know a lot of uh, through referrals. Rehabs mm-hmm. will send me information and say, you know, hey, so-and-so is getting ready to discharge. The family's really concerned. Um, there is a Medicare B plan that will pay for a home safety consultation, but this is a buyer beware situation because first of all, say you just wanted your home to be assessed and you were like, Hey, I want to use my Medicare B, uh, 
benefits. Okay. Now you have to go to the doctor, have the doctor write a prescription, find an occupational therapist who also does home assessments. That takes Medicare. It, that takes Medicare, right? And then on top of that, that therapist is required to look at the home and make recommendations within the, the umbrella of what Medicare pays for. Okay. Okay. We can't be telling them, hey, you need a ramp and this is how you're going to get a ramp. And then they, they go to Medicare and it doesn't get paid for. Right. So in most cases, Medicare B, there is somebody in the area who does Medicare B uh, and they can do the assessment. But again, it's it's the bare minimum of what the government can pay for and what the government's willing to to you know, to cover. Yeah. Right. Um, in most cases, the most successful clients that I have are the private pay clients. They invest a little bit of money in, into their safety mm -hmm. and then they allow me to help them talk to the contractors. Okay. okay? Yeah. You don't do the installations. No, yourself. absolutely not. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I have tools. <laughs> I have tools just in, just in case I need to do something for one just of my a, patients. Just a screwdriver or yeah, a hammer exactly. or something. Yeah, but no, 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 no. <laughs> you have tape I, to tape down the rugs. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't do any of that. I make recommendations. It's still up to that patient or that client to, to take the action. Okay. I tell everybody the one thing I don't carry is a motivation shot. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can't make somebody <laughs> do something, but nine times out of 10, if they call me for a private pay consultation, they are looking at changing something and they're going to take action. What about someone who's already been to this home, made their recommendations? I know people like to get quotes and mm -hmm. stuff, you know, um, maybe work has already started from somebody else and they're not pleased or work has been completed by somebody else. Yes. Yeah. So in a lot of those cases, those are going to be your bathtub removal specialists in a day. Uh, not going to name any names. Uh, they do. They do wonderful work. Right. But what they don't understand and they don't address is the individual person's physical capabilities or disabilities and how to work around those things. Mm -hmm. A lot of times those contractors are going in singularly minded. They're going in and looking at the bathroom and they're neglecting the idea. How are they even going to get into the house? Mm. Right. They're not looking at the bedroom where most falls happen. They're not looking at the back patio because they like to go out and sit on their Florida room, and, right. you know, and relax. Um, they're not assessing a lot of things. I had a gentleman a few weeks ago who had Parkinson's who wanted to get out to his shed and do woodworking. The, the contractor's not coming in to look at that. That man is still going to sit in his chair. Thankfully, he can bathe himself safely uh -huh. if they did a good installation. But he's sitting there completely unfulfilled because he can't get out and do his, his passion. Yeah. You know? So that's what I'm looking at when I go in to do an assessment. I'm trying to make sure that everything in the home is accessible. And at the same time, speak the language of the contractor on behalf of the client. That way there is no confusion. And understand this, if somebody hires me for an assessment, I am always available to them. I am always available to answer questions to the contractors. If they bring somebody in, I'll answer questions to their spouse, their kids, anybody. Because what I wanna do is I want to do assessments. I don't, I don't want to have to go out and do triage. Yes. Right. I don't want to have to go out and do home health because something terrible happened to somebody because in my mind, when that happens, there are so many other things that the client just doesn't even realize are going on behind the scenes. Now we're mobilizing, trying to figure out how to get social services involved. You know, there's a lot of other stuff that people don't realize happens when they have a fall. Wow. We are talking with Chris Wilson, an occupational therapist and owner of Modified Independence Evaluations. And when we come back, we are going to talk about 
what we need to be proactively doing to our homes as we age. You know, my home is uh, 20 years old. You know, I, I have some appliances that are finally starting to die, but it goes beyond that. So we're going to come back and talk about that. So stick around. Medicare Connect Radio, sponsored by Millennium Physician Group, will be right back. Welcome to Medicare Connect Radio, sponsored by Millennium Physician Group. I'm Michelle McCormick. Every week, we're talking about healthcare issues that are important to you. If you're 65 or older, approaching 65, or maybe making healthcare decisions for a loved one who's in their golden years, we're inviting providers and experts to share insights to help you take control of your healthcare decisions. Keeping our home safe is a top priority for all of us. And as we age, it gets a little more important. So AARP.org, more than 75% of U.S. adults over 50 want to stay in their homes for as long as possible. But less than 10% of our homes in the U.S. are aging ready. So we're going to talk about that now with Chris Wilson. He's been our guest for the show, and he's an occupational therapist and owner of Modified Independence Evaluations. Chris. Yes, ma'am. How do we stay in our houses safely? Stay off the floor. <laughs> Stay off the floor. Well, I mean, even if, you know, my house, like I was saying, 20 years old, my 73-year-old mom lives with me, and, you know, we had dogs. We don't anymore, so there's the only tripping hazard we have are some cats that okay. scatter around. Okay. Yeah. But but honestly, looking around the house, and if we choose to stay there, mm -hmm. you know, how do we make it possible to stay there safely? Well, I think the first the first place to go is to, uh, is to look in internally. Okay. Somebody has to take action. It has to be a priority. Okay. So the hard conversation has to occur between the children and the, and the, the older person, right? Yeah. Um, those conversations have to happen. You know, we, 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 you and I network with, uh, senior care attorneys all the time and they're like, don't come to me after they're dead. I can't help you. <laughs> yeah. Right. All of aging, all of aging is about how we plan, right? You save all of your money for retirement so you can age you know, and would not have to work and be mm -hmm. a greeter at Walmart or whatever. Yeah. Why would you not plan for your safety <laughs> in your home? You know, the, the saying is uh, most accidents happen within a half mile of your home. Well, I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, most falls occur in the home. So yeah. why would you not make your home safe? And why would you not have that conversation? And, and you know, the, I, under, I think, you know, the understanding of, of modifying my bathroom mm -hmm. and making sure the lighting's correct and, you know, what where are the night lights in my room between, I mean, I get up in the middle of the night mm -hmm. and I have to go to the bathroom and I'm just kind of like, please, cat, don't race in front of me, right. you know, the whole yeah. time. Yeah. And, and she likes to play with little ping pongs, which oh boy. Yeah. would hurt and yeah. make me fall. Right. And so when I go to sleep at night, I make sure the ping pong ball is out right. of out of the way. But I don't know what she's doing yeah. at 3 a.m. Exactly. Yeah. Anything, anything could have happened, you know. So, you know, false prevention is really about um, what's the one thing I'm going to do today to prevent a fall? Am I going to hire a home safety consultant? Am I going to talk to my doctor at the VA about you know what I need to do. Uh, do I need to have uh, Do I need to have therapy involved? Mm -hmm. Do I need to get my prescriptions checked? Right. Do Medication. I need to have my hearing aids checked? Do I need to talk to a pharmacist? Mm -hmm. Do I need to? You know, there's there's a lot of different avenues. So the first step is is introspection. I am aging. I want to die in my home. I don't want to go to a nursing home. I don't want my kids wiping my butt for me. I don't want any of that. How do I get there? It's a simple roadmap. Right? Okay. You start here and you write what your what your end goal is and you figure out all of those things that you have to do, all of the different things that have a, a, a part to play in aging in place, right? Yep. So getting active, 
you know, you, you know, utilizing your the, the healthcare system the way that it's meant to be used. We we use use the healthcare system too much as a reactive system instead of a proactive system. I can guarantee you in this town as a veteran for my fellow veterans, the I think the third question they ask you before they take your blood pressure is, "Have you fallen?" Wow. They ask you that after they ask you if you plan on committing suicide and do you feel safe in your home? The third question is, have you fallen? Mm. Do you want a home safety assessment? Yeah. Right. There's no other healthcare system that does that. Right. I can tell you from my standpoint, when I do a home, uh, a home visit for as an occupational therapist, the question about whether they've fallen is about the 37th question that I ask. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's about priorities, right? So the, the best way to stay, uh, aging in place is, is to stay off the floor and talk to all of the people that have anything to do with that and figure out a roadmap for how you're going to get there. So that takes us to our top takeaways then from today. We've covered a lot of material and fall prevention. I think you pretty much, you hit that. Yes. Yeah. So what would be some other takeaways for utilizing a service like yours um, to make us feel safer in our homes? Okay. If the word grab bar comes across your mind, call Chris Wilson with (laughs) Modified Independence at 904-710-8571. Grab bars do not prevent falls, Mm -hmm. okay? Just like walkers don't prevent falls. They help you mobilize from one place to another. That's it. They're not going to keep you off the floor. If you think, I need a shower chair, call Chris Wilson with Modified (laughs) Independence. If somebody tells you you need a walker, call Chris Wilson with Modified Independence. I'm telling you, every step of the way, there is something that I can do to help add value to what these people are trying to do as far as aging in place. I have resources. I have people that they can talk to. You know, uh, I try to I try to maximize uh, what they invest in me. They're going to give me money for doing what I do. I'm going to give them my 15 years of experience, the knowledge from my certifications and all of the bad habits and bad decisions that previous clients and patients made. Do you think after, and I'm wondering if this has ever happened in your experience, and I'm guessing it probably has, that you've gotten to a point in a consultation where it's like, you just need to move. I mean, this is not. There are are circumstances where the home just cannot be modified. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are extreme circumstances. Just about anything can be modified. It just depends on what your pain point is. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I tell people all the time, if you, you know, if you took your car to the mechanic and the mechanic said that there was something wrong with it, right? And you were like, oh, that's terminal in my car, yeah, right? Would you just leave the car at the mechanic shop and say, well, I guess that one's done. I'm going to go buy a new car. No, you're probably going to find another mechanic and get a second opinion, Mm -hmm. right? Don't treat your body worse than you treat your car, right? You know, there's a lot of people who are just like, well, I guess that's it. You know, instead of looking at their home, the home that they invested their entire life in and saying, what can we do with this? Can we put lipstick on this pig? Can we make this thing work? Mm -hmm. Right. There's somebody out there like me who can look at that situation with a completely objective set of eyes and say, yeah, we can do that. You might have to sacrifice a closet. Yeah. You might have to, you know, knock a few walls out. Right. You have some great before and after pictures too oh, on you. your website. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I'd, what a bathroom looked like with a grab bar too far right. away. What yeah. good was that? Yeah. It won't help you get up. Uh, yeah. When I, when I, when I go into homes, I like to, I like to see what people have done right and what people have done wrong. Mm-hmm. And I try to share that with people. You know, this is, this is what they have done wrong and don't do this. Don't make this mistake. Don't believe that that little plastic bar inside of your step-in shower is actually made for you to put all 140 pounds of your body weight on. Right. It's not there. 
It's not it's not meant for that. You know, the towel rod coming out of the shower. That's oh, glued no. onto the wall. Yeah, no. Right? Don't grab that. If you uh, are walking down the aisle and you see a suction cup grab bar, just throw yourself on the ground and call 911. <laughs> All right? Don't even buy it. You're just going to waste yourself $20. Just fall down on the ground and call 911 and save yourself a bunch of headache. Because mm. suction cup grab bars are the absolute worst. I can't imagine that even the, being remotely the, the safe. Suction, the suction cups aren't made to hold up your body weight, first of all. Second of all, most of these people are in older homes with tile that's been on the wall for 30 years. Which it's dirty. Everything mm-hmm. that's, that's holding that tile onto the wall mm-hmm. is just as old as your marriage and your kids and everything. There's no way that that tile is going to hold on. Yeah. You know? Well, right. is is all your veterans information on your website too and how you assist with the absolutely, veteran grants absolutely. and stuff? Yeah, I've got, so anybody who uh, is going to the VA, anybody who has ever served, if you have questions, I, I field phone calls for free. I do phone consultations. I want to make sure that you're a good for, fit for me and I'm a good fit for you. So I, I highly encourage people, just call me. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to you. Yeah. You know, if we can make something happen, we can make it happen. If If not, you know. Otherwise, go to my website, modified-independence.com, independence, I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-C-E, not independence, T-S. Yeah, yeah. That's confusing. Right, it is. Yeah, I need to do something about that. Independence, yes. Uh, Otherwise, I have a YouTube channel, Modified Independence, where I have videos, demonstration videos on uh, different ways to adjust shower chairs and different products that I've come across. Uh, I usually post a bunch of funny stuff on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook, Modified Independence. Uh, if not, and you just want to do it the old-fashioned way, you can just give me a call at 904-710-8571. I'll field your phone call, and we'll figure out what we can do. Chris, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. really appreciate you. Chris Wilson, occupational therapist and owner of Modified Independence Evaluations. Great, great information today. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. The conversation will continue next time on Medicare Connect Radio. Millennium aims to create a genuinely connected healthcare experience for patients by providing a comprehensive and coordinated approach to healthcare. We also want to be your connection to a healthier life. Learn more and schedule your next primary care visit online at millenniumphysician.com. In good health, I'm Michelle McCormick. Have a great day. Okay.